gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgates. Today is Monday, November 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me, as always, Tyler Waldie, professional better. Say hello. Hello. Producer Smitty back in the house. What's up, Will? We're all back, boys. We're back. Tyler's popping and locking over there. I'm pop locking and dropping. Tyler's feeling it. He's dancing for those that can't see. For those that thankfully can't see, (laughs) he is dancing. Uh, He's getting after it. My moves are unique, but uh, they're... Well, they're patented. You're they're patented good. Tyler moves. Well, I had my coffee before the show today. I'm trying something new. Okay. Uh, I usually went coffee mid-show, but then, you know, by the end of the show, I'm just on level 11. Yeah, you're so, juiced. Yeah, I'm juiced up. So I figured do it before the show starts, get ready to go. Okay. And here we are. It's yeah, going to be a good show I like today. It, it is going to be a good show. We have a great show. We're going to talk about all the craziness from week 11 college football. Lots of craziness. A lot of news happening this week. Uh, we've got an awesome new segment where we are going to highlight the stuff we got wrong. Tyler yes. put together a little sound clip. And some we got right. I got to say, Will was on point for a few things. For a few things. It wasn't all terrible. Off point for a few things, too, I think. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do that. I've got my outdated movie review for Deadpool, which I'm excited about. We're going to predict. Ooh, okay. We're going to do a little playoff predictor. Of course, we have Week 12 Best Bets. But what I wanted to actually start with, before we even get to the college football uh, stuff... So this weekend, I had a really fun weekend. Watched a lot of football, of course. Uh, hung out with some friends. USA Soccer beat Mexico in a World Cup qualifier. Uh, I'm big into woo. national soccer, so that was awesome. But on Sunday, I did an escape room. Have you guys wow. ever done an escape room? Well, I haven't, and I want to hear all about this. I didn't know you did this. Did you escape? We escaped. We oh, made it. Wow. I've done one where it was like an actual like board game. Oh, interesting. But, but then you can't redo it because you know all the answers and you know what to do. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, usually... You, it was fun I mean, while it lasted, but... With these, you definitely can't... It's not like a return customer thing cause, because I think it's the same thing for everybody, but yeah. it was cool. <laughs> okay, so what was the theme of it? It was uh, alien-themed. It was like space-themed. Oh, that's right up my alley. So I love that. You, so, so did you like the alien theme? Was it kind of fun? Was It, it was like, cool. Okay. Yeah, like they make them pretty tough. There's only five of us and... And you know they end up they give you hints along the way if you're if you're stuck. Can you give an example of like what a clue would be like what a hint would be if, if oh, I, I've never done one. I mean this one was really complex. It was like you had to there were like these plates with symbols you had to line up in order to get into the next room that had like the alien corpses and then from there you like this one was very in depth and it was difficult but we ended up making it with like five minutes to spare. Nice. You have an hour to get out right and so it was cool. This this place uh, it's in Fort Collins, Colorado. I think it's just called Fort Collins Escape Room. <laughs> they, they, I know. Oh, I can work with them on a name on that <laughs> it's, one. It's a bit they, on have, those. they have one that's the that's, great escape. I mean, come on, I'll put the top of my head. They had the one that's alien themed, or like space themed. You're okay. on a spaceship. Okay. There's another one that we're gonna try one day. That's like a medieval kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons Ooh, theme, which okay. sounds really fun. Turkey and I legs. guess they're coming up with a new, another one. Exactly, turkey <laughs> okay. legs. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was cool, and it got me to thinking about like if there could be a college football escape room, what would it? entail Hmm. and i came up with at least a couple ideas for basically like a a college football escape room for college coaches okay and here's a few of the tasks you have to get in order to escape the room how about former college coaches former (laughs) if if you had some ideas for (laughs) that former college coaches i like that too i like this one first one you got to figure out how to pay a recruit's parents without getting caught (laughs) you got to get the the bag man the money under the table that's (laughs) That's the first task the next one you have to navigate a scandal without getting fired. <laughs> you have to like do the press like conference. That's, that's good. You have to give the good answers. You have to hide some evidence, delete some text, just shout out Urban Meyer. Um, <laughs> then the last one is, actually, I have two more. You have to 
You, you ha- or, yeah, the last one. Back channel other schools about a job opening without it leaking to the press. <laughs> no one chasing down the, the tail numbers and the flights, tracking flights. You got to like get that new job lined up without any reporters finding out. Those were the ideas. <laughs> that's I hysterical. Out. I love those. Yeah, that's, that's great. I saw um, a couple things on... Uh, did you post it on Twitter? Something about uh, the perfect coach and how like... Uh, oh, the coaching spiral. Yeah, the, coaching the, spiral. the dying coaching that kind, spiral. That, that kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> yes, That's, no. I retweeted that. I saw that on Twitter. It's fantastic. That. By the way, follow us on Twitter at yep. CFB underscore pod. It's always fun. Uh, Will posts a lot of stuff on there on the weekends, and Will connects with the youngsters a lot better than I do. Mm. And so he's posting Hip all this to really the young folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's posting all this really funny stuff. And so yeah, give us a follow. I think it's uh, it's fun to. Yeah, we had a good weekend. Yeah, I had a lot of interaction. Yeah. You know, we were posting memes and responding to stuff. And yeah, and you're gifts. right. The youngsters were all about it. Gifts and gifs. Little tykes. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, some news. There was a lot of college football news. News uh, today specifically, news. but this Got weekend. News. Uh, Jimmy Lake fired at Washington. Oh. We all saw it coming. We called it. He was on the asses of fire list for weeks. Headline? Yeah. Uh, the lake has dried up in Washington. Oh, okay. Uh, what about, bad. what's the, what was the lake? It's better that, than Fort Collins that, escape room. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the What was the Halloween movie where they go to the lake? Lake Placid. I right, wasn't it. that one of the lakes where like yeah, the so that was uh, Jason murders you know motherfuckers or whatever? No, so Lake Placid was the one about uh, giant uh, crocodiles or alligators. Oh, okay, Oof. I believe it's in New York. Lake Placid. That is in New York. They had an Olympics there, didn't they? Yeah, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> All right, whatever. Crocodiles. I think that's where the uh, Miracle on Ice was. That yeah, was that's Lake right. Placid. Do you that's definitely in true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so Jimmy Lake fired Bo Nix out for the season. He broke his ankle. Oh wow, I didn't Bo. see that. Really unfortunate. In like a big day for Auburn football, right? Uh, they have their their eagle war eagle is their thing, and they have an eagle named Spirit who's been doing the fl- the flight around the stadium pregame since 2002. And Spirit had their la- her last flight on Saturday. They're passing the torch to a new young young eagle named Indy or independence. Um, so that was kind of sad and it was kind of foreshadowing because unfortunately something bad happens at Bo Nix and they're up 28, three and they get 40, 40 unanswered points to Mississippi state. Rough way to lose for the tigers. Tough day for the tigers. I know but you, you give Mike Leach an inch and that's what he's going to do. That's I mean, you give him, they, they give him more than an inch. I think they gave him like 10 feet and he took it anyway. Because Mississippi state. I, I look, a lot of that was 40 about unanswered. I know, but they were moving the ball in the first half. They oh, just for some, sure. Bad things happen, but look, I that does sting for Auburn. They got some big games coming up, you know, and uh, I feel bad for them. But yep. they're going to get killed now by Alabama. Yeah, Just probably trounced. without Bo Nix. Yeah. It's tough. So uh, never thought that you would be so. Well, he was having a good year this year. Look, he wasn't throwing for like a million touchdowns, but he like he only had three interceptions this year. He was very actually much more you know kind of sharp and and. You know, wasn't making as many mistakes this year, which is kind of the thing that was always holding him back. So, uh, would you like to guess what uh, PFF College had Bonix rated against the spread? How much worse is Auburn now that he's out compared to backup uh, Finley? I'd go two or three points. Two or three points, Ryan. What's your guess? Yeah, two or three points. Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good a guess. lot. That's yeah. a lot for Bonix. I know, right? But I think that the drop off doesn't just come with the ability to, to, to play. It's, it comes with the fact that he's coming in mid-season. He hasn't got that much time. TJ Finley hasn't got that much time yet. You know, it, it takes a while to for sure to build the cohesion. But anyway, it's uh, it, it, that's tough for, for a well, tough one. And we've said it before. It seems like Bo Nix has been there for a decade. 
Yeah, you know, I know. It seems oh, like he's been there for so long. Basically has. And he's <laughs> no. probably still got another two years of eligibility. Uh, Florida, the Gators. They win, but they lose. Uh, you Dan, Dan Mullen fires Todd Grantham, his defensive coordinator, last week. And what happens the very next weekend? The worst thing possible for Dan Mullen, they give up a 50-burger to a 4-5 and five FCS team oh, in Sanford. Yeah. I mean, that's like Dan Mullen... I know we talked about this last week about him being on the hot seat, yeah. and I don't think it's time to fire him, but this was horrible. If you're Dan Mullen to go, oh, I'm going to fire my my defensive coordinator, who, by the way, is like one of the like regarded as one of the best in the country, and their defense wasn't that bad this year. And, like I didn't think it really warranted him being fired, and then they give up 50 and almost lose to, to Sanford. Yeah, that's not... But do you think some of it could have been the turnover, the fact that they weren't used to stuff, new play calls? Yeah, but that it's could have a bigger an FCS in. team. It's not even a good FCS team. They're 4-5 and five in the FCS. I know. I don't have the, the record for Florida against other horrible schools, but do they oh. always... I mean, don't they do this a lot? Doesn't Florida have a track record? It, it so. seems like to me, Florida tends to play down the competition quite a bit. That makes sense. <sighs> you know? this is, that's playing down a lot. And look, I'm the not Sanford, here to, yeah. to rag on Sanford, the Bulldogs. <laughs> Shout out the Bulldogs. But you can't give up. It's one thing like if they, it was like, oh, they won 17-13. But you cannot give up 50 points as an SEC no, defense. No, I, I know. And you it, just can't. I know. At home. At home. Dan Mullen. It, 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 it seems like each week people are selling their stock on him. And I know. And uh, it's one of the years to just rag on Dan Mullen. I'm not doing it. I love Dan. <laughs> oh, and he had a His funny... life is He, he had an interesting quote. winning games. <laughs> post-game quote. His post-game quote was, calling a win disappointing is disrespectful to the game. No, that was a disappointing win, Dan. Okay? Yeah. It, it's not... It is disappointing if you need... You know the whole Some fourth of these quarter coaches, they're to so come back against, against. I know it's crazy. Yeah, but you're right. The fourth quarter, you come back. Look, I, I think they're going to be fine. I think like like Ryan said, they play down to their competition. Sometimes they're going to be okay. Yep. I'm, I'm still. I think they're going to, especially after that. There's going to be a lot of incentive in that building to right the wrongs on defense. So For sure, I think they're, they're going to be okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of coaches potentially in the hot seat. Texas. Texas loses to Kansas at home. I called it last week the surprise hot seat. Asses of fire. Yeah, but I don't know if you called them losing to Kansas, but you did call oh, I Sark. totally. I'd never call them losing to Kansas. <laughs> that down, didn't happen. Down 21 at halftime at home. They do come back and they lose in overtime. Kansas scores second and just decides to go for two and not have this game go Penn State, Indiana or Penn State, Illinois like and have it be eight overtimes. Texas loses. Today we find out B. John Robinson, the star running back, He's going to be out for the year with an elbow injury, allegedly. I, part of me feels like they've lost five in a row. Maybe Bijan Robinson is saying my NFL stock is high right now or whatever. I don't know if he's eligible. I think he might just be a sophomore. But I'm sure the record has something to do with the fact that he's shutting it down for the season already. And this is bad for Sark. I, I don't know if, if they're going to have the balls to fire him after the first year. And again, I don't know if that's the right move, but to lose this is the first time Texas has lost five games in a row since the 50s. It looks really bad. I think a lot of this actually for other schools may be a bigger deal than Texas because normally reasons that coaches don't get fired after the first year is because of money. And right. Texas doesn't usually struggle with the money part. No. They've got a lot of boosters, a lot of regions who have money. So, And now that things are more open these days and they can start doing whatever they want to with players, 
I think that the leeway is going to be a lot less at a place like Texas for for a, a coach like Sark, who really hasn't proven that he can do it long term anyway. He's been a big name. He's done well when he's been an assistant, but this is a bad look for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if Texas starts looking behind the scenes. What if we fire him? Who could we get in here? Oh man, I who know. would want to go though? If you're if if after one know. bad year you can get fired, you know what I mean? Who would who would want to take that job right now? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It's not a good look for him for other coaches, but they've no. got to do something at some point. And yeah, Sark is not bad. looking good. It's really they need a defense. Honestly, they got to they got to figure out the defense, and they might be okay. But five in a row for Texas, that's rough. Shit's going to get a lot more rough when they join the SEC if they can't get it figured out by then. Is Texas back yet? It's back to 0%. This is (laughs) isTexasBackYet.com. Is there is is Kansas back? No, unfortunately. (laughs) Kansas is back. That's Kansas' first road Big 12 win in like a decade, They've turned it around quite a bit. I mean, they almost beat Oklahoma, too. Almost beat Oklahoma, and they beat Texas on the road. I mean, that's definitely 0% Texas is back if you lose (laughs) to Kansas at home. So that's that's rough. Uh, Other Big 12 news. Baylor. They beat Oklahoma. Dave Aranda peed on Lincoln Riley's rug, <laughs> and Lincoln Riley was pissed. So if you didn't see, what happened is Baylor's winning the game late. They're up like, uh, I think, you know, they're up 13 points, something like that, and there's three seconds left, and everyone thinks they're running out the clock, so the fans actually storm the field. They're in Waco. The Baylor fans storm the field because they beat an undefeated Oklahoma team. Turns out that Dave Aranda had called a timeout because he wanted to kick a field goal, even though he's already up 13 points with three seconds oh left. Oh, my God. Right? F- first of all... That's dirty. That is, that is a super dirty move. And he basically came out and said, uh, you know, the, the third tiebreaker in the Big 12 championship is points or point differential or something like that. So I wanted to get every point. And so they ended up having to get all the fans off the, off the field they kick the field goal. They make it. Lincoln Riley's fucking pissed. He's screaming at the refs like, how is this not a 15-yard penalty? Blah, blah, blah. Apparently, those guys are friends, Aranda and Lincoln Riley. But uh, So there wasn't like a super surly handshake. It was quick. Not a lot was said. And Aranda, even afterwards, was like, yeah, you know, Lincoln and I are friends. I'm sure I'll have to talk to him about this soon. <laughs> but not a good move. If you're Dave Aranda, I think that's kind of like a Look, dirty move to be up. I don't think it's dirty. That's exactly what I would do against you in NCAA. Yeah, but that's video games are yeah. different. And <laughs> there is like Lincoln Riley came out. I was like, there's a code that we play by sportsmanship. He's like, I wouldn't have done that. I believe him. I don't think he would have done that. Yeah, but that's because Oklahoma doesn't have to do that. Yeah, Oklahoma but isn't usually in a position where they need to milk even every still point. three points when you're up 13. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. listen, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but Aranda's definitely not on Lincoln Riley's Christmas card. Not list anymore. anymore. <laughs> well, and he wasn't before, so some stats got posted. So Baylor beat them last year. They beat them this year, and the year before that, Aranda was the defensive coordinator at LSU when they beat Oklahoma in the uh, mm. playoff. And as it turns out, Baylor Aranda. Had, he keeps Lincoln Riley's offenses to low numbers. They, they've scored. Yeah. It's, it's been like three of the lowest point turnouts that uh, o- Oklahoma's had in those big games. I thought this would be different this year, but there is something with Dave Aranda. I'm upset that we bet on that game, but uh, not a good call. OU minus five. That was one of our picks, wasn't it? No, that wasn't a. You went two and zero on the bet board, Tyler. Oh. The bet board is the bet board lead is I'm getting at, worse I'm at and worse. I met one of our consensus picks. So you might <laughs> that was five. a cons. Uh, yeah, that was a consensus. Pick. We yeah. were both on Oklahoma. No, Tyler won both his bet board games. He's he's doing a slow play right now. He knows. <laughs> he <laughs> the, won. You were on. Uh, you were on Ohio State. They beat. They covered Purdue minus that 20. twenty points. They yeah. won by like twenty eight. And the other one you were on Ole was Miss. Ole Miss. And I hated that I picked against that. Ole Miss gets a huge win over A and M. Look, they don't have a chance to win the SC West at this point. 
but I'm calling it now. They're going to get like a New Year's Six bowl game, and I actually think the team that they're going to match them up with is going to be Michigan. I think Michigan's going to lose to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You're going to have two big, two lost teams. I think that would be Lane Kiffin versus Harbaugh would be a super entertaining bowl game yeah, and coaching matchup. That's my that's my like Babe Ruth calling my shot right now. Oh, okay. I mean, Ole Miss versus Michigan. We'll keep that for the end of the year roundup. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, today we're looking back at some early predictions. I guess uh, we'll save that for an end of the year prediction. Big win for Ole Miss, though. They they beat A and M at home. Uh, You know, they're probably going to be a top ten ranked team when the playoff rankings come out tomorrow. Well, the the streak I'm on on our bet boards is just unreal. It's really. I'm going to start. It's a shame. We got to start throwing some more games to the board. It's. How many weeks are left? I mean, uh, again, yeah, thing we, we did have, last week. We but. have three weeks left, including this weekend before bowl season. That's We've got, it. Well, we have two weeks and then championship week and then bowl season. Holy! And bowl shit. season, we're gonna have a lot of games, potentially a lot of picks. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm not out of it yet, but here's what I think is gonna happen. Because we did this once before, where you had a big lead. I crawled all the way back and lost by like two, and I'm afraid that I've already. You know, it's too. I'm too far gone now. Thirteen six. Yeah, it's gonna take. A, That's rough. Yeah, so I mean, rough. I mean, if we pick twenty more games, you'd have to go like, you would have to go thir- at least thirteen and set. No, you have to go fourteen and six in the next twenty to to take the lead. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not good. Um, <laughs> and and hey, we'll, this, we'll this, start this, this trophy, we'll this start. trophy that allegedly exists. I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll wait until you win Will, to make the trophy, right? I haven't wanted to get it since everything happened. I wanted Will to get a few more wins, so it doesn't seem like. Now that my winning streak's Tyler bringing the trophy printing, in. He prints himself trophies <laughs> for every fantasy win he gets, too. He, Tyler's got a room full of trophies that Look, he mints himself. I do. I mean, who else is going to give them to me? I have to <laughs> no, put the trophies I'm on kidding. myself. I'm you've, kidding. You've earned this 100%. You've destroyed me the last, like, eight weeks in on the bet board, and it's been humbling, and i got to figure out a way to get back in it. We're you hungry know what? this week, too. I'm coming for you, Will. The grind doesn't stop. We're still striving for a championship. Um, you know, these boys are ready to play. What other coaching slogans do I need right now? Well, to pound myself up. Keep yeah. pounding. Keep pounding. I like that one. You just That's keep your nose to the grindstone. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the, the night is darkest before the dawn. Uh, what grind <laughs> one did you say? You keep your nose to the grindstone. No, there was before that. You said a grind. Keep grinding. Keep pounding. Yeah. Uh, no, it was like uh, I, I forget, but it was a great name for a coffee shop. So if you guys can rewind, mm. whatever Wilson the first time, like if you're about, about to grind. open up a coffee shop, yeah. we've got names for sure. So <laughs> it's all about the grind. Yeah, it's all about the grind. It's all about the grind. That's a great name for about the grind. Georgia. Georgia takes care of business. Tennessee is tough though. Like despite the score. Hendon Hooker, Cedric Tillman, they had huge games against what's the best defense in the country in Georgia. And for a minute there, it did kind of seem like, oh my gosh, is Tennessee going to keep this close? Are they going to be able to pull off an upset? Georgia eventually does Georgia things. But I actually felt like this was maybe the first team where we had a quarterback have a big game against Georgia. You had a wide receiver have a really big game. They couldn't run the ball very well, but... You know, that was an exciting game. And Tennessee, man, Tennessee is just a team that right now is fun to watch. They're not winning that many games, but, like, you can tell the energy is there. They're playing better and better. And for them to have this showing against Georgia where I felt like it was closer than the score kind of showed, especially early in the game. You know, great game ultimately, but Georgia does cover. And they the train keeps rolling for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah, they look good. I mean, again, you don't want to bet against them. Like I said last week, the the spread doesn't really make sense. You're paying that tax to bet on Georgia, Yep, but they keep rolling. Uh, speaking of paying a tax to bet on a good team, Bama covers the 53-point spread against Bama. New Mexico, New Mexico State or whatever. They uh, they blow out that team. They, they cover a giant spread. Ohio State covers the 20-point spread against Purdue. 
Oklahoma State hangs 63 on TCU. Is Oklahoma State a playoff dark horse right now, Tyler? I mean, I think I was calling it early in the year. I wish I would have found that audio about Oklahoma State mm. being the dark horse. But yeah, they, I love Mike Gundy. They've done so well this year keeping the offense up. Once they got their whole team together, which was like week three or four in the season, they've really picked it up. I think they're so underrated. Watch out for the pokes. Yeah, they're, pokes. they're a one-loss team. And what we know is that the playoff committee does not want Cincinnati in. So if right. Oklahoma State can win out, I think they're probably in for sure. Yeah. Does, uh, so I know we talked about Mike Gundy getting rid of his mullet, but he's mm. slowly turning into like a middle-aged lesbian. <laughs> Okay, so it's a whole different vibe then. <laughs> yeah. huh. I mean, the mullet is also kind of a middle-aged lesbian <laughs> move, true. if we're being honest. But, um, you know. So I was in that uh, ballpark. Yeah, I mean, look, I like it. I, I don't like to get rid of the mullet. I but think I if, I. if you're a guy who's, like, made your name on having a mullet, you can't just change it. You can't just go back to, like, I have a crew cut. No, he seriously looks like a, like a 10th grade algebra teacher or something. Yeah, like, I mean. One of ours, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. You have someone in mind, Smitty. Um, but, yeah, look, Oklahoma State's super good right now. Tough team to play. And now, that for, you're right, the offense is rolling. They hang 63 on TCU. Really big win for them. That Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game in a couple weeks. Going to be huge. Bedlam. Going to be huge. Um Indiana, they lose to Rutgers, but the students win. I don't know if you guys saw this. This is one of my favorite things from Saturday. So Indiana is getting like blown out by Rutgers at home, right? And this crowd, like the stadium, like people have left. The whole top level of Indiana Stadium is basically empty at this point, right? And like in the second and third quarter, this like crowd of like maybe like 15, 20 uh, male students just starts to form in the top level where there's no one else. And they're all shirtless and they're all just cheering shirtless. It's like 35 degrees. It's freezing, <laughs> right? They all take their shirts off. And as the game continues, this crowd just grows and more and more bros just start showing up to this crowd. <laughs> By the end of the game, there was like a hundred or more, maybe 200 shirtless Indiana students all cheering as their team gets their asses kicked. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Like, I think was there that, an explanation to this? Did they go in depth with anything? I think they just got it like trending on something. I mean, okay. people started to see it, and if you're losing, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to go up and join those guys. Yeah. <laughs> they all take off their shirts and start cheering. I'm sure you know, they all had a few beverages in them, too. I'm sure they had a couple <laughs> sodas, for sure. Look, the shirtless bro section will live on forever. I think it's actually a massive win for the Hoosiers' reputation, despite the fact that they're having a horrible year football-wise. It's a good look. It's it is a, a good, good look. look in a bad year. It was a strong I section. I, I bet you there was 200 guys there. So I mean, that's better Ladies. than some schools are showing up these days. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech, they win. They beat Iowa State on a 62-yard walk-off yeah. field goal. Massive. Massive for a college kid. Boy, that Matt Campbell is really living up to all the hype this year, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, four losses now for the Cyclones. That's tough. But a 62-yard field goal. Shout-out to the Texas Tech kicker. It's cold-blooded. That's big time. Um, a couple other notes I had. My new favorite rivalry in college football is Jim Harbaugh versus Molly McGrath. I don't know if you guys saw this. So Molly McGrath, she's part of the production team for ESPN. She's like the on-the-field reporter, and she's great. She actually does a really good job. And this year already, there's been like three times where ESPN, where her crew has been on a Michigan game. So this happened against, uh, I'm trying to remember the game. might have been the Wisconsin game. And, you know, her job is to like get the halftime, the pregame interview, the interview as like a coach is running into the tunnel at halftime and then after the game, right? Interview the winning coach. 
and I think it was the Wisconsin game. Michigan had a big win, and she goes up to interview him. And at that point, like the camera is trying to get on them, so that's where the live feed cuts to is her, and she's literally like holding out the mic to Harbaugh and trying to grab him, and he literally ran away. He ran away from her. He hates the media. <laughs> he saw she was coming, and he like sprinted away and did some fist pumps. And so I think at that point, Molly McGrath is like, I don't like him very much. You know, fast forward to Saturday, Michigan gets the win over Penn State. Really close game, a big win for Harbaugh and for the whole Michigan program. And Molly McGrath finally gets her interview, right? She she gets Jim Harbaugh. And what does he do? He brings in tight end Eric All, who like got the game winning touchdown. And her first question, she's like asking about this win, and he just goes, Man, I just love these guys. This is the guy you want to talk to. <laughs> and, <laughs> and leaves, leaves her with Eric All. And she asks him one question and then goes back to you guys. And before the camera cuts out, she like turns away and she looks pissed no off. No way. Yeah, she hates Harbaugh. It's a fantastic rivalry. So well, what we have to hope for is that Michigan gets more games this year with her on the crew and that we get more of this rivalry between Harbaugh and Molly McGrath. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, now I have something to look for. I didn't know this existed. I had yeah. no idea this was a thing. If you just look it up, it was tr- like uh, trending on Twitter. Molly McGrath was trending on Twitter because Harbaugh has been trying to duck her <laughs> interviews. He hates the media. He always has. And so it's just look, really funny to see. I think this Molly McGrath needs to thank him because without him shunning her, we would have never been... Talking about Molly McGrath. That's true. This is how you get in the uh, news cycle. Pretty hilarious. Yeah, he's just ducking her big time. I love it. It's like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer's ducking the cable guy. (laughs) It's basically the same thing. So... Um, and then my last note is, uh, since I was watching on ESPN, I stream a lot of these games, right? I don't watch them. I don't have a cable subscription, so I stream them with the <laughs> internet. Streamer. And Will's, uh, Will's new. With <laughs> I'm a streamer. The- I, I'm a cord cutter, yes. as they say. Uh, ESPN has this horrible music that they've had all year long during the commercial breaks. Not even music. What they would do during their commercial breaks is there would be like literally three seconds of crowd noise and then three seconds of silence and then three seconds of crowd noise, and then three seconds of silence. And it would fade in and out for the whole commercial break. It was awful, right? And ESPN finally changed it. Now it's some like weird other sound, it's like but dance. it's not it's as like bad. A dance. It's like No, it's, it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the old school like PlayStation 2 like loading music. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it like, had some kind of weird, like just kind of harmonic sound going on or so whatever. Like elevator music? Kind of, yeah, but it's just better. And so shout out to ESPN. You finally figured it out. No, good you job, know. ESPN. Yeah, love it. I, I have a, a qualm with uh, Game Day. Okay. Game Day is turning into... Good morning, America. It's mm. becoming so stupid. I turn on game day today. I've finished a few things I was trying to do. Turn on game day. They're doing some feel-good story about a dog running in an obstacle course. Mm. A little smuckers. And then they talk about the dog. Oh, he should be an Air Bud 2.0. He could <laughs> play with a Michigan State. And all this stuff. I'm just like, I tuned in to get some football talk. This is becoming... Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like next week they're going to have some chef on. You know, teaching us how to make the perfect Saturday morning frittata. I think they've like already that. done that. Oh, Haven't they oh had God. like Guy Fieri on to pick shit before? Fietti? I don't know. Fietti. I, Fietti. I can't. I, <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm becoming less and less a fan of <laughs> Did you see of my eyes there. just shoot towards I was him? like, the second I said Fieri, I was like, fuck, <laughs> Smitty's going to kill me. Ryan is the, uh, he's the security, the unknown security for Guy Fieri, pronunciation well, security. And he's our resident Guy Fieri. Fietti. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's Fieri. He's our chef. Yes. I actually agree. I've been... Maybe this isn't a popular take because I don't know that I love the Fox like big noon kickoff either. Yeah. But I think game day has gotten kind of worse and worse as yeah. the years go by. You know, look, I love Corso is the best. 
I think that uh, that both Herb Street and Fowler do a great job. Is it Fowler? Yeah, it's Chris Fowler. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do a great job. This pains me as a Michigan fan. Desmond Howard is annoying and provides nothing entertaining <laughs> yeah. to the show whatsoever. See, and I'll even push back a little bit on you about Lee Corso. I think he's getting a little a little too old to be in it's, the spotlight. He so struggles. Much. They, they he want struggles. to keep he, him around. Yeah, he loses he's his train a legend, of thought, though, but you know? he is. And then, you know, I, I just think it's kind of a, you know, him picking the the mascot heads. I think it's just it's kind of true. I think it's kind of played out. Yeah, but it's just been ESPNified. That's my phrase. Yeah. You know, that's the thing ESPN is ESPN has ruined everything he touches. Yeah. That's true. I really would like to see more Joel Klatt, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, he's oh, Fox. Yeah, me too. And so, I know he's Fox. But so. yeah, I love Klatt. Klatt's great. And but he does I, the game. I so do like the, yeah. the Fox Big Noon kickoff. I've liked a lot more since Urban Meyer left it because before he just <laughs> took that as every opportunity to trash Michigan. So uh, yeah, I mean, look. Uh, you know, it's good that Tom Rinaldi's not with ESPN anymore either because instead of like the dog doing the obstacle course, every game day, also, they always had a story about someone who's dying to make you cry. Yes, I know. And it's That's a great what it story, but it's just like, man, like I'm trying to drink beers and eat wings <laughs> and watch college football. I don't need to know some tragic story about some like poor, innocent child. It's 10 in the morning. I'm trying to make bad I decisions. Know, dude. <laughs> make it entertaining. So actually, we're all on the same page there with game day. Mm-hmm. And then my last note here, there was a couple other pieces of news, by the way. Miami athletic director is out, which probably means my uh, Manny Diaz is going to be fired after this year. Miami really struggling. But Tyler, we have a bet about if Jimbo Fisher would go to LSU. And if I remember correctly, it was if he doesn't go, I get $10. And if he does go, I have to pay you 40 It was 4 to 1. I think it was just 4 to 1. Was it 40 Yeah. I don't know. Sure it, was it, was, 40. it was 40 or 45. We'll it was 45 because it was 900 last for half. But either way, we'll go back okay. and look. But, but yeah. either either way, uh, Jimbo Fisher just came out with a, a quote today. He was asked again about the LSU job, right? Because obviously everyone's wondering who's going to take the LSU job. And Jimbo Fisher came out and said he was talking about how A&M is putting together the number one recruiting class in the nation right now. And this was his quote. Uh, first of all, if you just if you end it midway, it's hilarious. His quote was, I'm the dumbest human being on earth, dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot to leave A&M and go to LSU where then I have to play against this class I'm putting together. I think that he's, I mean, yes, is he laying it on thick, but he's right. He's putting together such an epic class at A&M. Why would he want to then leave to a team in the same division and play against all those players he's recruiting? Hey, I got 10 bucks here for you when it happens. You know, we'll see. (laughs) It's It's so easy to transfer, though. For these players, that's true. Like, but is do. he going to pull the whole class with no, him? No, probably not the whole class. But you have to think that if he takes the LSU job, he's going to take at least a handful of them. Yeah. Plus, he's now walking into an empty cupboard. LSU's got some good young players. Yeah, I su- I still I still think he's just staying. I think he likes A and M, and I think that that the allure of LSU was when he was at Florida right, State. So, so give me the quote again, so I can do my Jimbo Fisher impression. I'm the dumbest human being on earth to leave A and M for LSU. You know, I'm the dumbest human being on earth to leave Ana for LSU. That's pretty good, that's actually. Not bad, right? That's one of your better impressions by far. You, you have to see the face, though. The face, the, <laughs> the face pulls it all together. Yeah, because you kind of uh, like talk out the side of your mouth. You got you got to get in the zone when you do these impressions, right? Yeah. When I when I do, uh, you're a method actor. I'm a method actor, exactly. When you I get go inside his skin, you didn't turn in your paperwork, Wazowski. You got to put yourself in the character. Mm. Who's that, Roz? Monsters Inc. I don't remember her name. Yeah, yes, you nailed it. Yes, so right. yeah, I mean, look, you're you're a method actor. You're you and Daniel Day Lewis. Same shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Thanks, so man. playoff prediction. So all I did here is I basically put together my list of actually how I think the playoff predictions are going to end up. Oh, uh, Will's been spot on with this. Will, I think he's got the committee bugged. 
Mm. He's been good with this. Lately. I'm actually just on the committee. I don't ah, know if I no wonder. The podcast is growing so much that Condoleezza reached out to me <laughs> directly. She's like, "Listen, I need some advice. Condi. I've been too busy, you know, spying on people around the world or whatever." If uh, anything, she reached out because the rice idea was great. That's right, Condi's yeah. rice. Condi's rice, Condi's absolutely. Rice. Yeah. So this is my prediction on how it will shake out. I think Georgia's going to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. Mm. I think Alabama's going to be out, and that makes it really interesting because we know at that point. Uh, the committee doesn't want Cincinnati in, but are they going to be forced to? Here's actually the final four that I how I think it's going to break down this week or the final week. Final week, okay. Final week, because this week I don't think much is changing. I think Ohio State maybe moves up to two, but other other than that, uh, not a lot is going to change. Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, Oklahoma State number three. I think they win out and they get number three and number four. I, I <laughs> call me crazy. This actually goes against. My previous prediction uh, for o- Ole Miss playing Michigan. I think Ole Miss might sneak in at number four. Huh. What? Yes, because they're going to want to put anybody but Cincinnati in, right? And who are they going to have left? Maybe a one-loss Notre Dame team with no good wins? Are they going to put Michigan in with two losses? No. I mean, it- it's either going to be Cincinnati or it's going to be a team with two losses that no one sees coming, and they or it'll be you know Alabama with two losses. All right, so I think I agree with you. Well, actually... I think Bama beats Georgia. We have a bet on that. Oh, right. So okay. I think it ends Bama one, Georgia two. I think Ohio or uh, okay, Bama one, Georgia two. Uh, I would say probably Ohio State and then uh, uh, Oklahoma State. Okay, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. But now my hot take, and this is a little Oklahoma State's kind of a hot take ish. So I'm going to go Alabama one, Georgia two, Michigan three, Oklahoma or uh, Oklahoma State four. So you think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State? I think Michigan beats Ohio State. Oh, my gosh. Don't do this to me. Where is that game this year? It's in Ann Arbor. It doesn't matter. Because because if you've watched this game recently, what happens is the big house, the Uh biggest stadium in college football, ends up being 40,000 Ohio State uh, fans. (laughs) Oh, no. It's really really, uh, sad. It's a shame. Not this year, man. I'm telling you, Michigan's going to pack it. Michigan's going to win. Let's go. I'm going to just... I'm going to be rooting for Michigan that weekend, Will. If you're right, then I'm buying you a steak dinner. If, okay. If Michigan beats Ohio State, then Tyler gets Where are a steak we going dinner on Where are we going for the steak dinner? Uh, Well, I mean, you're an Outback guy. I like Outback. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, go to Outback, Outback and it's on me. And okay. Smitty, you're invited too, <laughs> and it's you. on me as well. And that's <laughs> that's how much I know that this isn't going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, all right. uh, all that's all I'm saying. Now, look, I'm thinking back on it. The Ole Miss prediction might be stupid because if you're going to put a two-loss SEC team in, it's probably going to be Alabama be over Alabama. Ole Miss. Yeah. But that would suck because the re- uh, here's yeah, the reason lo- why they won't do that, Conte. though. I love, the, I love the approach here, But here, the reason why they wouldn't want to do that is because they literally would have just seen Georgia versus Ole Miss in the previous game, and now you're going to have them one versus four. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would do that. I think that'd be stupid. Well, so maybe Cincinnati does get in at that point. I don't know. I don't want to see Cincy get tr- run over. This all, by the way, is uh, uh, under the assumption that Oregon loses another game. They're not in the playoff, by the way. Because if Oregon wins out, they're in. Right. But right. I don't think they do. So mm, that's my know. prediction, basically. All right. Well, there you go. All right. So we're, should we do the compilation? I'm really excited about this. This was Tyler's idea, and it's brilliant. Because every other like sports podcast or whatever the show, they probably want to tell you all the things they got right. And we certainly do that. We, uh, we brag about it when we're right. But we get stuff wrong all the time. And Tyler took the time to put together a, uh, an audio compilation of us getting shit wrong, right? Yeah, so it's not all wrong, okay? There's some positive in here, <laughs> okay. too. It, it, it's okay. But 
So yeah, it, it's it's just a compilation, uh, and it's about three and a half minutes. So if you want to skip it, just hit that fast forward thirty button seven times, and you'll don't miss it. Don't skip it. it. It's gonna no, be yeah, great. don't skip it. It's fun. So it just goes back on some predictions we had. It's a way to evaluate. Look, we hold ourselves accountable on this show. Okay, it's a way to look back at some conference predictions, some Heisman winner predictions, and. I did pepper in just a couple fun random things because, you know, that's what I do. I'm kind of a of random individual. So uh, let's hear the midseason breakdown. See how our, our predictions I haven't go. heard this yet, by the way. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. So we'll start with the Big 12. Tyler and I have gone like so many rounds. We're going to continue to go rounds on Matt Campbell and Iowa State. <laughs> and uh, and we're, we're just like diametrically opposed on that, which I love. And that's why it pains me even more to say that I, this is Oklahoma's year. Yeah, Sooners are my pick also. What are they, like minus 500 in Vegas? Yeah. I mean, they're a huge favorite. Favorite. All right, let's get some SEC breakdown. Yeah. The best conference in college football. It just means more, you guys. It okay. Does. They're swallowing all of college football. Okay, SEC breakdown. Conference winners. Uh, conference winner overall, Tyler. Uh, Alabama. Alabama. How can you not pick the Tide to win the conference? I'm going out on a limb, and I'm picking Georgia. And oh. it's not because I think that Alabama will struggle. What it comes down to to me is, look, a healthy JT Daniels means they're probably going to be favored in every game <laughs> after week one against Clemson, uh, which I also think is winnable for them. But if there's one team, I wouldn't really call them a dark horse team. It's almost more of like a chaos team out of the West. It's Missouri. I did look up what bologna is. <laughs> okay. It says the main ingredient of bologna is ground meat. <laughs> ground, yeah, ground meat. What, what does that even mean? <laughs> we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We made a bet board about it with Brian Harson, the new coach at Auburn. Uh, I said I don't think he'll be there after three years. He won't be coaching after a fourth year, so I'm interested to see how he does with Bo Nix. And what's funny is all three of us don't give a shit whatsoever except for that video game. Yeah, right? I know. I Seriously, know. dude. Amen. I, know. I need NCAA back. Okay, so I'm going to give Will scenario. Love it or shove it. Spencer Rattler will win the Heisman. Love, Love it. or shove it. Love it. I mean, all the Oklahoma quarterbacks are always in contention. He was a beast last year. They're going to have a really good team this year. The only thing that might stop it is that they might just be dominating everyone and he's sitting out, you know, towards the end of the third or fourth quarter. <laughs> right, a couple more. Let's, let's do some rapid fire for the last one. Okay. Mississippi State will make a bowl. Love it or shove it? Shove it. Michigan <laughs> wins 10 games. Shove it. Texas wins 10 games. Shove it. There we go. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to the Pac-12 preview. Uh, Tyler, why don't you go first? All right, Pac-12. I have winning the Pac-12, Washington. I think this is going to be one of the breakout teams in the country this year. I'm taking my championship game is going to feature Southern Cal versus Oregon. I think this year Oregon puts it together. I know they have a tougher schedule. Mm-hmm. I've always been afraid if I was the creature being eaten because they're alive at first when, when the snake is eating them, right? They like wrap them up and then... So you're alive being digested in the stomach of a snake. All right, uh, let's get to our <laughs> ACC preview. All so right, we're gonna, ACC. We're going to give out conference winners. We should just go ahead and say it. We're both picking Clemson, right? <laughs> to win the ACC. Don't speak for me. Yes, yes. Big Ted preview. All right, we're doing the same thing. Conference winners. So we've yeah. got Ohio State in the East, Wisconsin in the West. I know those aren't sexy picks, but to me it's so obvious right now the two teams coming out. Well, you guys are just a couple of plain Janes. Let me tell you, out of the East, <laughs> hey. I, out of the east I have Ohio State, and out of the West, I have Wisconsin. I have a celebrity sighting from this last week. <laughs> oh a God. real celebrity sighting <laughs> in Denver, Colorado. 
I saw Larry David drawing a... No, you did not. Yes, I did. I saw Larry David driving a VW Golf. We'll see how deteriorated my mind is when I win the third bet board year in a row. Yeah, I mean... Third. I'm coming for you, Will. Oh, that was so good. Lots of bad predictions in there. But you know what? Well, Missouri wasn't great. Missouri. You've been on Georgia (laughs) since the start of the season, and I know it's not like out of Uh, nowhere, but I will give you that. You've been on them the whole time. And Oregon, you nailed. How about my Washington pick? Yeah, that was pretty rough. Washington's going to surprise the country. Uh, Not good there. Missouri yeah, yeah. and Rattler. Rattler being so good. <laughs> the only reason they couldn't win the Heisman is because he's too good. <laughs> I, I actually agreed with you on the Rattler. <laughs> we were all over Spencer preseason. Oh, my gosh. And we have one. We, we put together a, uh, one of Smitty's predictions. And then we have... Yes, yes. It's a highlight. It was a... A highlight, the greatest movie idea ever <laughs> thought up by Smitty. We're going to submit this to Paramount. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, yeah. So this is uh, the Heisman prediction, I believe. Well, so he's my midseason Heisman. I like it. All right, uh, mine. I'm going with Matt Corral. I know we've talked about him in uh, episodes past, but uh, you know he's right now passing the eye test for me um, up to this point this season. He's got just shy of 1,500 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, zero picks, and a QBR of almost 90. Not bad. Yeah. I Without think, injury, he actually might still be in the conversation. I don't yeah, think it's a bad pick. Yeah, know? exactly. A little Corral there. Not All right, bad. the movie preview. All right, Ryan, you got any ideas? All right, yeah. So I have one, and um, so my coach is Bill Snyder. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. And sadly, uh, coach has passed away finally. Uh, R.I.P. And, um, you know, after after he he passes away, Kansas State starts to get – you know, really, kind of the bottom of the of the Big Twelve, and and they're losing all these all these games, and they realize that the only way to save the program is to bring Coach Snyder back, bring him back. So they realize that um, as long as Coach Snyder is always wearing his headset he can still actually coach. <laughs> he does have Imagine two headsets. He does have two um, assistants that uh, make sure that he's doing what he should on the sidelines and, and walking around and uh, making sure that he's coaching well, but he can only do it if he has the headphones on. The headset. And his yeah. sunglasses. It's just Weekend at Bernie's. That's weekend all. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that idea. No copyright infringements on there at all. <laughs> Definitely. And Dan Snyder's still alive, by the way. So <laughs> yeah. shout out Dan Snyder fans. It was Bill just Snyder, a movie excuse idea. me. Bill Snyder and his... Dan, uh, well, Dan Snyder may not uh, be for long. People might not wish that Dan Snyder was alive. Exactly. Um, Bill Snyder, though. We're happy that he's still mm-hmm. alive. So. Nice idea, though. That was fantastic. Well, you know, we had, like I said, we got to hold ourselves accountable for our picks on here. And... Uh, a couple yeah. of you didn't throw in there. You did mention Iowa State. I also thought North Carolina would be a top 10 team. Mm. So hand up on that one. That was bad. And I believe at one point, all three of us agreed that UCLA could make the playoff. Yeah, I was all That's on rough. the chip train. Yeah, the, the chip train. Yeah. I love it. All aboard. Oop, boop. All right. Hey, I got something quick to put in the show. Okay. Do we have time for a quick minute or two? Clone it, condone it, or stone it. Yes. Okay. So I have three, this is non-sports related, three random topics from this past weekend, okay? Okay. These are big random topics, okay? Do you condone it, which means, eh, it's okay, I condone it, not bad. Do you clone it, which means you just want more of it? Or do you stone it, you throw stones at it? All right. First, Taylor Swift doing a 10-minute song on Saturday Night Live. Taylor Swift got up there, belted out a 10-minute song. Everyone's like, what the heck's going on? Why is this taking so long? Some people loved it. Some people are like, 
she's so brave. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. So, do you condone it, clone it, or stone it? Stunning and brave. Um, <laughs> I stone I, it. Stone Tay Swift all day, every day. I don't. You're stoning the, uh, the Swift. I'm stoning the Swift. I guess I condone it. I'm not like anti Taylor Swift. I'm not pro Taylor Swift. I've I've like never heard more than a couple of her songs. It's not my cup of tea. Not the biggest Saturday Night Live fan either. There's so. a lot of T Swift fans out there. Like people, oh, yeah. like she's got like an army of people I that know. will like assault you if you I say anything know. bad about her. Maybe that's why I'm condoning. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not bad. We See. don't want to get on the bad side of the T Swift. Oh, come fans. after me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoning it as well. Not a fan of it. All right. Next, do you condone this, clone this, or stone this? Friday, this upcoming Friday, the 19th, I believe, is National Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. What, what, what? How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm stoning all like days that are named yeah. after bullshit that aren't real holidays. Uh-huh. That uh, National Carbonated uh, it, bu- Bubbly with Caffeine <laughs> Day, like oh, that's got a real nice ring to it. F- I hate that shit. Well, so Will obviously stones it, and I love soda, but still, that's stupid. Ryan, um, I share a similar outlook on the whole every day is a holiday type of thing. Um, but I do love a good soda, so I'll I'll condone it. Yeah, I, I think it's that fine. people are fat as is. I don't know why we should incentivize <laughs> them drinking sugary drinks. Uh, and also with the whole days thing, uh, I think one of the days coming out of this week, Wednesday or Thursday, National Play Monopoly Day. Yeah, I mean, will let's just like let's let's let I would, the nukes fly. Will, I'm ready for all this to be over. This I is would, ridiculous. Uh, I would, the launch codes. I would whoop you in some Monopoly. That's fine. Monopoly. I mean, that's like one of the lamest board games of all time. What? What? what is I bought a hotel and put it on boardwalk. Oh, okay. Avenue. What do you play? Life? Look, what do you play? Scrabble? No. Look, if you that game is strictly for like the Rockefellers and the Morgans and the Chase family because <laughs> they play that in real life. I don't need a board game to remind me what, what what a poor businessman I am. What about life? What about actually playing life out in a board okay, game? Okay. How about the game of life? That's a great board game. You remember yeah. the game Life? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay, well, I thought you were like throwing that out as a hypothetical. Like, what about? Yeah, I know. I no. like that one. I know. I get. I get. Because I can play that. I can show. buy a station wagon and do get you, married with kids. Do you like any board games? Yeah, I do. Well, what do you go? What's your board games that you like? Hmm. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I always loved. Uh, sorry, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Cranium. That's, what a, about that's Operation? like a board game. You like Operation? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. Shoots and ladders. There's a great Always mm. Sunny where Frank gives them laxatives. It makes them stand on a chair, and instead of shoots and ladders, they call it uh, poops and splatters. Poops and th- <laughs> I like that, yeah. yeah. No, there's some good board games, but mm. not Monopoly. Okay, last, condone it, clone it, or stone it. Uh, a New Zealand couple stumbled upon the world's biggest potato. Okay, it's the size of a small dog. Here's how it happened. How small of a dog? It, it, like, like uh, uh, it looks like... Yeah, right, that's... <laughs> I mean, I've seen dogs the size of potatoes that's before. That's just how the article... So what are we talking about here? <laughs> that's just the way the article explained it. It was uh, like 25 pounds. My mom has like a 20, dog that pounds. is like a baked potato with legs. <laughs> so I don't know what we're that's talking about here. Way. I shouldn't have taken the way the article explained it. Anyway, it was a t- like a 20, 25-pound potato. It, but the that's way, a big potato. The okay. way that the couple... Just a dog, medium-sized dog. The way the couple found it was they were just weeding their new garden. They were going to plant some stuff, and they, and they just stumbled potato? upon this super potato underground. Did they eat it? No, they submitted it to the Guinness Book of World Records, and they may be put in the book. So what I ask you, mm. do you condone Clonerstone? These people getting credit for the world's largest potato. No, because they didn't grow it. I mean, I guess if it's like soil that they've been, you know toiling over or whatever like yeah then maybe that's one thing if they dropped a a uh, potato seed in there by accident but the fact that you just like that's like saying 
Oh, I grew the biggest dinosaur because I found a bone <laughs> when I was digging in my backyard. That's stupid. Yeah, what do you think, Ryan? Did the potato look like a dog? It looked so gross. <laughs> it did not look like app- something appetizing that you would want to eat. Would you eat some fries yeah. out of that? Well, you could make fries out of it. That's what I think they if should do. If you deep fry it, feed. it's probably delicious. Exactly. It doesn't look very appetizing, but... Yeah. Um, I probably would have eaten it rather than given it to Guinness. Yeah. Mm. I would have just like done nothing with it. I would have thrown it in the garbage can. I'm like, I don't need to be in a book standing next to a potato for I, the rest of my life. I also don't think I'd recognize it being a potato. Yeah, right. But he said he tried it. He ate a little sliver of it. thought he, he like, had a hey, meteorite. This is a fucking potato. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. Well, they should not get any credit for that. Okay. So that's, All right, cool. that, that, that's it for the non sports I like topics. it. I no, those, those are great. I like the non sports topics. So that was fun. World's largest potato. We have an outdated just movie review. Oh, I love this. And Ryan, we were going to do this last week, but we waited for you because you're the Deadpool guy. Yes. It was your recommendation to watch Deadpool. So here's what I'll say. I really liked Deadpool, actually. It was very entertaining. Uh, I'm not like the biggest superhero movie guy, minus like, I I guess I'm a big Batman fan, you could say, but I haven't seen like any of the Avengers movies, not a lot of the Marvel or like really any of these movies, right? So I didn't know anything about Deadpool going in. Uh, I liked that it was R-rated because a lot of those movies are just cheesy. There's a lot of like raunchy kind of dark humor, which I enjoyed. I think Ryan Reynolds is pretty entertaining. And the fact that he's like masked up, kind of, you don't see his face most of the time, makes it pretty fun. Cool origin story. I didn't know the origin story about Deadpool. So what happens is he gets like this deadly cancer disease and he goes through this like experimental thing to cure it. And it turns him into this like deformed, ugly guy that, you know, looks like like a burn victim or something. But it gives him superpowers. So he becomes like this super badass dude that can take shit on. But he had this smoking hot girlfriend before, right? And now he's afraid to go back and like show her that he like is ugly now, right? That's the whole kind of the whole arc of the story is like, how do I get? I, he's trying to find the guy that made him this way to turn him back so he can look good again, go back to his smoking hot girlfriend, right? And to me, it was like the moral of the story. He ends up, at the end, he can't get the cure to make his face pretty again, but he gets the girl back anyway because she loves him for who he is because they had already fallen in love and all that, right? Yeah. So the caveat is actually there is there there was never a cure to make exactly. him look to go back to the we, guy who like did it to was. him lied to him, yeah. right? But the moral of the story to me was it doesn't matter what you look like. You can get the hot chick as long as you were hot before at one time. (laughs) If if before you're ugly and deformed, if you're attractive, you can still get the smoking hot chick. But like if that dude just walked up to her on the street, you know, she's not going to be into that at all. Previously, he's Ryan Reynolds and then he gets then then he takes like a super like sloth from Goonies. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. So that to me, that's the more it's, it's heartwarming to know that as long as you were good looking at one point. You can maybe still get the girl. I felt so. like I felt like maybe you were annoyed by some of the quips that other people may have found endearing. No, I mean I, I you know, it's a lot of quips for sure. It's a lot of like uh, witty comebacks, and I like it. I do think like you know, I don't know if I would be down to watch like the second one back to back because it's probably just a lot more of the same. But yeah. I like the storyline. It was cool. Um, I would give it like a like a. Well, hey, let, let's figure out the the system here. Let's uh, do yeah, okay. how, how many pools. How many Deadpools? How many? What should we do? Mm. What's his? What's like the? Does he have like a? He usually goes. Uh, he usually has swords. 
swords? How many swords? Yeah, it's okay. So out of five swords, or out of ten? Yeah, ten. Out of ten swords, I'm going six, but it's a high six. Like he's barely okay. breaking, almost breaking the threshold to seven. Okay. And to me, that's actually wait, wait, a good, so, a so good six movie. Six, like six point eight, like like six point eight swords. Okay. And okay. that's a good score for me. I'm pretty picky about movies. Six point eight. So swords. some people might hear six and think that's bad. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. You know, I didn't know that it like took place in the no, same for Will's system. Six point eight is a great score. Will that's is true. is very I'm a, harsh. I'm a very harsh Will's critic. Extremely, I'm a harsh. real harsh critic for yes, sure. He is. And it was entertaining. It was cool how they kind of like joked it, like because uh, it takes place in the same universe as like X Men. So there were a couple of yeah. X Men there, but none that you know, right? Wolverine's yeah, so, not in it. Excuse me. In the second one, it gets into a lot more, right? Um, X Men, and I, they joked of, about it because I, before Deadpool came out, it didn't have this like cult following, and there were jokes about it, like we could only afford these two X Men that no one else knows, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was basically like this giant steel dude with a Russian accent, and then some like angry teenager that can turn into a fireball, mm. you know? And she had like some silly name, like you know, Super Atomic bitchy girl or something yeah, like that mega warhead or something yeah like mega that. warhead so well it's close to super atomic bitchy girl <laughs> so, it, it was super atomic mega whatever that uh, was her name uh, that's or the whatever. side of the x-men yeah heroes. <laughs> and so like i did like that like it kind of joked at itself like we couldn't afford hugh yeah. jackman mm-hmm. and they even like poked like fun at hugh jackman a couple times there was like a time when he revealed his mask hugh and jackman. he had like hugh jackman's face like papered on his <laughs> so there were some really good yeah, jokes there. i did enjoy it it was fun that's fun good. for sure. That's so. a good review, Will. Yeah, Way for to sure. take it. All right. Uh, special thanks to BetUS online, BetUS.com. All right. BetUS is so much fun. Now, we always talk about the games we're going to bet on, and it, it, BetUS is a great place to uh, find a lot of good lines. We always talk about finding the best prices. A lot of those are going to be typically on BetUS. But besides these football games, you know, I think it goes without being said. If you listen to this show, you know football, you like football, you may even bet a little bit on football. So we all know about that, okay? The way that works with the spread, the over-under, that's all good. Also, on BetUS, they've got a casino. So if if you like rolling the dice, you can do that. They got some blackjack. They got a race book. So, uh, you know, if you like, you like the horses, the you ponies. can do that. You can bet on eSports, they have competitions and contests to get into and all kinds of promotions. It's such a fun sports book. So many things to do. You can get your money in easy, get your money out easy. Now, remember, use promo code tailgate. If you if you want to help the show in one way, you know, we don't do the whole subscription thing. I mean, subscribe for sure, but it's for free. You know, we don't ask for Patreon, anything like that. If you want to help us out, just sign up with BetUS.com. Use promo code tailgate. And on top of everything, you can get a 100% bonus uh, with your deposit. So betus.com, promo code tailgate. Start uh, betting on really whatever you want with BetUS. For sure. Tyler's right. That's the best way to help the show. Now, we don't ask for like handouts or anything. If you want to send us money, send us money. Hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, we'll take sure. money. <laughs> we'll do but that. But the best way to help the show is to to let BetUS know that you're, you know, you are are coming from us. Use the promo code. We also tweet out. There's a link to it that I tweet out with our picks every every week, so you can click on it there. So And with the picks, now, now is maybe the time to start uh, hitting Will's picks up. We've been saying it for weeks. The Will's yet, picks. <laughs> yeah, and yet the, at least the bet board picks have not been hot. All so. right, before we get to this week's picks, uh, I want to squeeze the washcloth and get one more thing out with our uh, pop culture talk. Okay. okay. Yeah. I have a movie or I have a TV show recommendation and I have a TV show non-recommendation. Mm. Which one do you want to hear first? I want to hear the recommendation first. Recommendation, Ted Lasso. It's Oh, on, great show. It's on Apple, uh, Apple TV, TV. Fantastic show. Which I actually just got for Ted Lasso. I didn't have it before, but 
I love Ted Lasso. It's a really good show. He's the greatest. I'm into it. Yeah, he's, he's like you should like model your life after Ted Lasso. That, that's my <laughs> whole. After watching it, I was like, I wish I was him. Right? No, it's it, it's a great movie. He's a great character. I love Jason Sudeikis playing him, and it's yeah. really funny. I love the his, his assistant coach Beard. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So I highly recommend Ted Lasso if you haven't watched it yet. And uh, my non recommendation: stay away. Which stone it. I haven't watched it to be honest. I've just seen commercials, so, <laughs> so I don't even better exactly unidentified with Demi Lovato. Have you seen this? No. You heard about this? Sounds like a piece of shit. It's for sure. Demi Lovato who is a, apparently a self-identified activist and searcher for the unknown. Okay. Um, she does a TV show where she tries to talk to ghosts. So mm. Demi Lovato sitting there with a crew of ghost hunters talking to ghosts, and on the preview it's like. They're like, hey, ghost, we're here with Demi Lovato. You want to say hello? And then there's a voice that goes like, hello. And, and they all like freak <laughs> out. a goat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a goat ghost. And so uh, I'm never going to watch it. And I understand that some for some people to listen to this and say, hey, you can't say it's bad without watching it. You can't tell me you hate spaghetti without trying spaghetti. But I'm going to tell everyone not to watch this without watching it. I actually agree with you there. I won't be watching it. The only mm-hmm. interesting thing that I think is because there's lots of these ghost hunter shows, right, where they go and they have like a ghost alarm and it's like a <laughs> douchebag that goes into an old church and he's like, I have tattoos, nuns, come and beat me or whatever. And so that's a real episode. I'm not making that up. I remember oh, seeing that. But... uh you know, it might be an interesting wrinkle because maybe these ghosts don't want to talk to just like some fucking average dude. They want to talk to a celebrity. Yeah, yeah so Demi Lovato. Though. I also like the it's whole choice. The whole practice of self-identifying as things. Like I also, I like to self-identify as like a supermodel. Oh. As like a guy with like a super cut up body and a chiseled face. I, Basically Ryan Reynolds if, before the mutation. If I could self-identify as anything right now, what's hot? What's in right now? Like um, what's what's the new thing? What's like the 2021 thing? I don't know. I mean, like Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You you identify uh, self-identify as Machine Gun Kelly. He's definitely <laughs> hot and in right now. He's dating okay, Megan Fox. I'll take it. So okay. I would take that too. Yes. Yeah. So so real Smitty? real quick, I, I I have a friend who's like a professional cameraman and has okay. actually worked on those types of like paranormal shows. Yeah. He says it's all complete horseshit. Oh yeah, it's oh, total man. bullshit. It's all it's horseshit. complete bullshit. Um, and then Demi Lovato is actually funny as. Um, it's the show being called identified because she actually came out recently and said that calling aliens aliens was like using a racial slur. Oh, we need to start calling yeah. them something else. I mean, Extraterrestrials. Oh, we have to be God. very sensitive to all the, the little grays out there. <laughs> when I read that, I was <laughs> just like, call what the, the hell are we even doing yeah. now? Well, no. when they land, they'll obviously have a keen sense of what our words mean. And yeah. She's doing the Lord's work. That's when they land, fact. they're going to be the size all of small right. dogs. There we go. <laughs> Uh, okay best bets week 12 best bets we got some good games this weekend some really big games yes and we're starting off with one that has playoff implications potentially smu at cincinnati Uh oh big one for the american conference uh the very likely will be a a rematch of this game regardless of who wins for the aac championship but the yak it's big the yak it's big for cincinnati this is the last big game on their schedule they know they need style points for a chance at making the playoff here i mean they're already they felt like they are getting you know uh like the committee's not giving them respect because of the they already started them at like six or seven now they're being passed by other teams behind them that have losses that are power five teams cincinnati knows they need a big win here 
and you look at SMU, SMU is a good team. They have a really good offense. And how is that going to match up against Cincinnati's defense? Cincinnati's pass defense is really, really good. One of the best in the country. And SMU likes to throw the ball with Tanner Mordecai. This guy, Mordecai, transferred out from Oklahoma as he was getting passed on the depth chart by some of these other, you know, the common Oklahoma quarterbacks. We know Jalen Hurts, then Rattler uh, after him. You know, look, I think that SMU can score on a lot of teams, but the Cincinnati defense might not be one of them. Cincinnati beat SMU by 29 points last year in Dallas. Now you get you get to go back home to Cincinnati for this game. You know, it does concern me a little bit that Cincy hasn't looked their best over the last month. They've had big game opportunities. They had game day there. They've almost lost to a couple bad teams. That concerns me. But the reason why I like Cincinnati in this game is they, they this is their last game for Luke Fickle to motivate the players to say, hey, we need a big push here. We need style points to get some love from the playoff committee. Cincinnati, 11.5-point favorites at home right now. That number's come all the way down from 13, and I like it even more now that it's come down. I like Cincinnati minus 11.5 here, Tyler. Uh, It's a bed board game. I'm taking SMU. Oh, boy. Yes. Yes. And I think we have a live underdog. So if you want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well, I wouldn't be surprised. You like SMU to win. Well, I like SMU. Let's not make that a bed board game. Bed board is money line. I'll take the 11 and a half points. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I put a little bit on SMU to win. I think they're going to keep it close. SMU doesn't have to do one thing on offense. We learned that last week. Now I'll admit, the couple losses in a row after such a great start didn't look great for SMU. But this is a team that can now, later in the season, run the football as well as they can throw it. I know that Cincinnati can do a lot in the secondary, but SMU can do a lot themselves on offense. They've surprised a ton of people. The over-under for SMU this year was six and a half. Yeah. It was six and a half. They're going to play for the conference championship. That was way underrated. And the market was slow to catch up with them. And so I think we, we got a good offense coming here this weekend on the road to Cincinnati this is just as big a game for SMU as it is for Cincy. And on top of that, Cincinnati has had multiple chances to blow teams out, get those style points. And at least a couple weeks ago, they couldn't do it. So I don't really yeah. trust Cincinnati in this spot. I'll take SMU plus the 11 and a half. I will have a little shredded cheese, a little sprinkle mm. on top of the cake, or a little, little, you know, a little, uh, little, little, little sprinkle on top. Yeah, you're like a Money ch- cheddar guy, what a ch- cheese blend for shredded. What I mean, do you do? Look, I love my cheeses. There's nothing wrong with like the classic uh, Wisconsin cheddar, mm. but look, if you go in, in your local grocery store, um, I think Whole Foods has a section. They've got all different kinds of cheeses there. I like the English cheddars. A little bite to them, a little more bitter. Mm. I, I, I prefer the English, English cheddars. cheddars. Ryan, I know okay. you're a big cheese guy. Ryan, I mean, you talk about a, a guy who could put queso we together. Call him big cheese. We call him <laughs> <laughs> We call him the big cheese around here. I don't know. I like the English cheddars. That's my go-to. But the key is you got to get the block and shred it fresh. Yourself, you got to yeah. shred it yourself. But, th- but that English cheddar, it's a lot. It's a lot harder than the American cheddars. Mm. So Do you like I'm, a stinky cheese, uh, like a provolone or a feta. N- not particularly. Okay. I, I mean, I like sharp, like bitter cheddar. You know, cheeses. So like gouda. I, sharp, I, I'm, sharp, I'm a fan of cheese. gouda. Actually, gouda's got a lot of flavor, but I'm a fan of gouda, especially on okay. some sandwiches. I like Swiss. It doesn't work for everything by itself, but yeah. it complements so many things so well. I so. usually only do Swiss if I'm going to melt it on a little ham sandwich, a little au jus. Ham and Swiss. Mm. Can't go wrong. All right. Man, we could talk cheeses all day. I could talk cheese. Next game up, Michigan State <laughs> at Ohio State. This is a huge one for the Big Ten East standings right now. Ohio State gets them at home. Right now, they're 19-point favorites. That's a Wowzer, big number Bowser. for two teams that are ranked in the top 10. Now, Michigan State, they have the hiccup against Purdue, that one loss, and now this is a big game because if Ohio State wins this game, 
Michigan State is out of it regardless of what happens to in, in the Michigan-Ohio State game. Michigan State needs this win against Ohio State to stay alive in the Big Ten East race. And you look at this matchup, this is tough. Ohio State is playing their best football right now. They look completely different from how they were at the beginning of the year, and especially throwing the ball. C.J. Stroud has been a monster. Obviously, we know about the receivers, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They're two of the best in the country, and that passing game is so good, and that's what concerns me here is that Michigan State's pass defense has really not been that good this year. They've been much better against the run than against the pass. Ohio State's run defense, you know, they, they were getting gashed early against teams like Oregon. Tulsa did it to them. They were having a lot of trouble against the run. It's gotten much better this year. Ohio State's defense is actually ranking in the top 10 in a lot of categories now. It was really bad at the beginning of the year. But what concerns me is that we know how good Kenneth Walker is for Michigan State. This guy is a Heisman candidate right now. He had five touchdowns against Michigan, a defense we thought was really good against the run. Turns out not so much. That concerns me here because I don't think that, that Ohio State has played that many teams that run the ball well so far the last few weeks. And so while their defense looks really good, maybe it's maybe it's kind of like a phony thing. Maybe their run defense isn't that good and they'll get exposed against Michigan State. You know, I think that Mel Tucker, we all hate him here. You guys hate him because he left Colorado and screwed over your team. I hate him because he's 2-0 against Michigan. He's a big game coach. He's been really good in big games and big moments uh, against rivals. And I think he knows what a big game this is. I don't think this is a game where you know, this is Purdue and they're going to get caught off guard. I think that he's going to have these guys ready. And this big number has me leaning towards Michigan State here. I don't think that Michigan State's going to win. I think Ohio State's winning this game. But I think that the Spartans find a way to cover this 19-point spread. Yeah, this one is simple for me, okay? Last week, Ohio State at home, 20-point favorites against uh, Purdue, okay? Yep. I have Michigan State, even though they lost. I understand they lost to Purdue. It was a horrible spot for Michigan State. I have Michigan State four and a half points better than Purdue. Even wow. today, if they played on a neutral field, I don't care about that result. You know, I think wins and losses are greatly overreacted to by the general public. I, I think Michigan State's far better than Purdue. Having said that, last week's game, Ohio State minus 20. This week, Ohio State minus 19. That's only a one-point difference. Michigan State is being disrespected here. They're looked at as pretty much the same level as Purdue. So for that reason, you just have to look one week back for that line, and we can compare where Michigan State and Purdue are in the market. I have Michigan State as a little bit of a value pick here. So I unfortunately am on the Spartans, plus 19. It's 19, right? Yeah, 19. Yeah, 19. And I actually want Ohio State to win this game, which pains me to admit. I, I mean, Because if Michigan beats them, then it looks better? Well, no. I mean, first of all, what I'm, I'm rooting for the meteor. I want both teams to not exist after this game. <laughs> But if, if there's no meteor that can take out both teams, both coaches, the reason why I want Ohio State to beat Michigan State is because then Michigan is still alive for the I Big gotcha. Ten Championship game. Right. I, first of all, I've said it a million times, they're not going to beat Ohio State, but if there is a chance they beat Ohio State, they could actually win the Big Ten East at that point and go to the Big Ten Championship game if Michigan State has two Big Ten losses. Are you going to make it a bet board game this year when Ohio State and Michigan play? Are you going to take Ohio State? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be putting the house on that one. <laughs> um Next, all right, so we're both in the Spartans here, plus 19. Yes, sir. I don't do that with my heart, by the way. I do it with my brain, Tower. That's mm. that's where it's coming okay. from. Right. Uh, Wake Forest at Clemson. Clemson right now a four-point home favorite. This number has come up. They opened up as a three-point favorite. Clemson finally starting to cover some spreads. They started out the year so bad, they couldn't cover a spread. They're 7-3 and three right now, but it feels like they're 3-7. and seven. They feel like they're a horrible team. They're actually not that bad. They have one of the best defenses in the country, and they like to run the ball, and that's what's concerning for me about Wake Forest, a one-loss team that had has hopes to win the ACC right now, win the Atlantic Division, but Wake Forest is not good against the run. 
and Clemson knows that their passing game isn't strong. Dabo knows that. I think they're going to try to run the ball on Wake Forest here. Uh, they, they've won, I think, three, four games in a row, a row now, Clemson has. They're, they're getting things together. They're obviously not what we expect them to be. They're not a playoff contending team. They're not even like a top 15 team right now. But I think they're still better than how the public is viewing them. I think they're hungry for wins. I, I look at Wake Forest. You know, they can they can they have a, a I think a, a two game lead on Clemson right now in the Atlantic Division. They can lose this game to Clemson and still win the Atlantic. I'm not sure there's a ton of motivation for Wake Forest here outside of revenge for wanting to play beat a, a Clemson team that's been beating up on them for a decade now. Ultimately, I'd like to see Wake Forest win this game, but I think that Clemson wins, and I think they cover this four-point spread. I'm on the Tigers here. Uh, I am going back and forth. I really am going back and forth. I liked Clemson to start off with because I've been playing Clemson lately. I think they've been looked at as being a lot worse than they actually are, but now that I'm on them, you're thinking maybe it's a good idea to pick Wake Forest. (laughs) (laughs) I just look at Clemson this year, and... Their yards per play is really bad. I mean, they're yeah. they're bottom thirty. They've been getting better, but they're giving up sacks, and it does come down to can they run the football against Wake? That that's going to be a huge point in this game. That's why I'm not loving Wake Forest, is because I think Clemson can, can run the football. Four points though. Let's come back to that. Okay. Um, I may I may put Wake on the on the schedule. Look again, Clemson is talented. I have Clemson right now. This is about ac- accurate for what my uh, my power rankings say Clemson's a good team I don't want to bet bet against them because I don't think we've seen them play to their potential this year I don't know if we're going to but it's a big deal that they have a young roster and that they think a lot of them that they're going to be playing for a national championship next year so a lot of those guys are playing for their spots making sure they do their best and it's not like any team who just tries hard can cover spreads like that but Clemson's not just any team they're so talented so we'll come back to that I do lean Wake Forest plus the four but I really don't want to bet against Clemson right now yeah I mean Sam Hartman the quarterback for for Wake Forest has been fantastic this year some people were calling him a Heisman candidate I don't think that that's actually going to happen but he's had that kind of year he's been had a huge year for the Demon Deacons and ultimately if they're going to compete with Clemson he has to have a big game I just don't I think that this Clemson defense is better than anything Wake Forest has played this year and I think that he's going to struggle. I think this is the first game where it's like he's getting thrown into a buzzsaw. So you think it is about Clemson's defense? See, I don't know about I that because I believe Wake will get their points. Even on the road, their offensive line is really good. I mean, I, I trust Wake's offense on the road to get at least, I don't know what their over-under is on, on the, in the market, but I mean, I think they get at least four touchdowns. I think 28 points should four be. Four touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, what's the over-under right now in this game? Uh, let me look. I mean, right now what I'm looking at, you can look that up because... I don't think anyone has scored four touchdowns on Clemson all year long. Over-under is uh, 56 and a half, and uh, the spread is four. So doing some quick math here, we'll go... 20 for them? 25 to 30. So about 31 to 20... 31 and a half to 26 and a half. Okay. I mean, look... So roughly 32, 26 or so, 32, 27. So look, that's right around where the market has them scoring that many points. It's all about can Clemson keep up. Clemson's the four-point favorite. I don't think their offense can do so. And if this becomes a shootout, which Wake Forest is good at forcing shootouts. Their their loss this year was, what, 58-55 against UNC. They won last week 45-42. So I understand it's not like their defense is anything good either. I actually may lean over in this game. It opened up 54 and a half. It's gone up actually a couple points. So I may lean over for Wake and Clemson. I actually do. I'll, I'll make that a bet. The over for Wake and Clemson. But... 
I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at at least... Let's make it. I'm going to make that a bet board game, Ryan. I'm going to take Wake Forest... Plus four. Plus four against uh, Clemson. Here are the point totals for opposing teams playing at Clemson this year. Three, eight, 13, 20 was Florida State, and seven. And that's Connecticut. I get it. That's UConn. But still, to me, it shows that this Clemson defense is really good, and especially at home. The most points they've given up all year were 27. They gave that up to NC State and to Pitt. Now, maybe Wake Forest is on the same level offensively as those teams. I'm not so sure. Ultimately, I think that, that Clemson coming off three wins in a row, I think that they just kind of, this is a game where they remind everybody, hey, we're not as bad as everyone thinks we are. Yeah, well, bet board. It, it's on the board. Two bet board games. Board it's going to get way up, worse or way better. <laughs> uh, Nebraska at Wisconsin. Right now, Wisconsin is a nine-point home favorite. The Badgers, they started out one, th- one and three, and everyone was writing them off. They've won six straight since then. They're now seven and three. No one's really talking about them. They're leading the Big Ten West standings right now, and they're led by their defense. Outside of their three losses, they've only get, they've given up 14 points or less in every other game. All their wins, 14 points or less. It's all about the defense for them. You look at Nebraska, the Huskers, they're three and seven. I've mentioned this a lot on this show. I actually like respect this team because in all of their wins, they have seven losses. They've all been by single digits. They haven't been beaten. Uh, only one of them was by more than one score, and that was Ohio State, and it was nine. Everything else has been one score or less. They're really solid against the run, and Nebraska has a bye week to prepare for this game. They have the week off to prepare for Nebraska, go on the road. They can play spoiler a little bit here for the Badgers, who are leading the Big Ten West standings right now. If Nebraska beats them, I think Iowa might have the edge there in the Big Ten West standings. I just don't see, you know, Nebraska, seven losses. They haven't lost by 10 all year long. I don't think they'll do it here either. I like Nebraska plus nine with the extra week. I think the offense actually could could move the ball a little bit against Wisconsin here. I think that now the hype train has swung all the way in Wisconsin's favor after all these wins, after starting the year so bad, and everyone's getting, you know down on Nebraska as they kind of should be, but I think they're just a tougher team than people are giving them credit for. I like Nebraska plus nine. Yeah, I mean, I lean Nebraska here. I don't have a huge opinion on this game. Uh, Wisconsin, I think, has... They had that dip in the middle of the season. A lot of people were fading them, but I really don't want to play the good side here. I think the good side is Nebraska, but I want to... If I had a choice, I would want to play on Wisconsin. Not just because I hate Nebraska. I don't bet that way, as That's you know. a pretty bit... I can, the smile on your face says the exact opposite, Tyler. It's <laughs> no, that you just don't want to pick Nebraska, no, do you? No, You're not no. picking them to win. You're just picking them to cover. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Stay away from Pass. Tyler. Yes. Okay, fair Stay enough. Away. I like the Huskers there, plus nine. Pac-12, Oregon at Utah. Utah right now, a three-point home favorite to the Pac-12 leading Oregon Ducks. Likely will be the Pac-12 championship matchup in two weeks regardless of the outcome here. Utah has a pretty sizable lead in the Pac-12 South. Oregon has a massive lead in the Pac-12 North. Look, I don't like picking against Utah at home. I did it once this year in the Arizona State game, and I regretted it instantly. It's a very tough place to play. Uh, It's not a place where you want to go, especially for like a night game like this. Oregon, they've been the best in the Pac-12 by far, but every year they do this shit. They fuck up and they lose a game early. That was Stanford. And then they get you thinking, oh, they're back. They're going to make the playoff. And then they lose a, a late one when the playoffs are on the line. And this, to me, just screams like the death blow game for the Pac-12. If, if Utah wins this, the Pac-12 is out. They have no chance at the, play, at the playoff. This is the death blow game for sure. The, the Utah offense, too. It's been really good since Cam Rising took over at quarterback. They're undefeated at home, Utah is. 
you know, I think the Oregon defense is good, but they're just too up and down for me to trust them in this spot in a tough road environment. I like Utah at home here, minus three. Uh, let's go ahead and make it a bet board game. We're ah. having a bet board party this this week. Ah, three games. I'll Come take, on, I need them. I'll take Oregon. So here's the thing, partially. I'm just, I want Will to be, I'm conflicting Will here because he needs Oregon to keep winning if he's going to win our bet board for the Pac-12 team to make the playoffs. Because that's a bet board game for us. I thought it was just who would win the Pac-12. No, no. make the playoffs? We had a bet board. Who makes the playoff in the Pac-12? I had Washington. Will had Oregon. Interesting. And so if any other team made it or not, it didn't count as a loss. But yeah, so you have Oregon still. So if they make the playoff... See, but what I want is I want you to start sweating, so I need to win now. (laughs) So I need you to think that I'm coming back. No, um, I think Oregon is going to be able to... uh, uh, pass the football. Utah's done really well, but their coverage is falling back each week, it seems, on PFF College. Their grades are not good. Oregon's got a lot to play for. It's going to be riding on the wall after this week's great uh, rankings come out. Oregon has the inside edge right now. They understand that. This team is good. They've showed once this year they can go on the road, hostile environment, and win. I think they do it again. I like the Ducks. Again, maybe a little bit on the money line. It's not going to be as lucrative as my SMU money line pick, but I'll go Oregon plus three, a little bit on the money line, and I think the Ducks win. Okay. I'm going with the Utes. Ride them. Uh, SEC, Arkansas at Alabama. Right now, Alabama, 20.5-point home favorite to the uh, Arkansas geez. Hogs. We've been big fans of Arkansas on this team uh, on this show. I really like what Sam Pittman is doing here. I think they have a really good defense, but to me the question is can they are they going to be able to to keep Alabama off the scoreboard and are they going to be able to score points on them in order to to hang with them? If Arkansas was playing this game at home, I think I'd feel a lot better about it, but right now I'm very much leaning. I mean, I hate it. Every week I pick Alabama to cover the spread. And it's it's just you don't want to pick against him. And this is Tyler's rule. You don't bet against Nick Saban. But to me, that, that half point is really enticing right now because I think Alabama could definitely cover that spread potentially early on. Uh, it, it, if you're asking him to just win by 21 points, I think that's not too much to ask. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Crimson Tide. The reason Arkansas has done so well this year is they've been able to run the football. They're sixth in the NCAA in rushing yards, but that's not going to keep up this weekend. They're going to come up against a defense they haven't seen, they're not used to. I think Arkansas is going to have a tough time doing anything offensively. So, yeah, I'll lean uh, Bama as well. Okay, fair enough. We're both on Bama there. No surprise. Moving to the Big 12. Our last two games are both Big 12 games, and they're both big. We got Iowa State at Oklahoma. Right now, Oklahoma, a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. This number has dropped down from six-and-a-half where it opened up. That's a massive a massive line movement right there for that number to drop. Both of these teams coming off a loss. Iowa State lost to Texas Tech last, last week on a 62-yard field goal. Oklahoma, we know, lost to Baylor in a big upset. You know, It's really interesting because I look at this year, especially with Iowa State, they have four losses. It's been a very disappointing year for a team that was ranked in the top 10 to begin with. Uh, Tyler was right. I was wrong a thousand times. Um, but in those four losses, I, I've, they've now had in the three previous losses, I look at their the game following, how Iowa State is responding to those losses. Here's the combined score of the three games after their losses so far. Iowa State has won uh, those games with a total score of 137 to 17. To me, that means Iowa State does bounce back after a win. Now, interesting, obviously, the Sooners need a bounce back win too, but it's going to be a tough one. This Iowa State team has played Oklahoma very tough the last few years. They played each other twice last year. Iowa State won the first one regular season. Oklahoma won the, the rematch in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Iowa State has proven they they can win at Norman. You know, They won a few years ago at Oklahoma on the road. I do think that Matt Campbell 
has sort of had this Oklahoma team's number, and Oklahoma has been struggling as of late. And I think that's why you saw that number come down. Now, if this number was at six and a half, I think I would be all over Iowa State here. But now I think you got an angry, angry Lincoln Riley after that whole thing with Dave Aranda last week. You know, now that number's down to three and a half. I think I'm leaning the Sooners here. Yeah, uh, we mentioned it on last week's pod, the dream crusher situation. Yep. When a team loses that game that knocks them out from their season-long goal, I like to fade them the following week. But Oklahoma's not there yet. They're looking at a lot of other 9-1 and teams. Who cares about the AP Top 25 where they dropped eight spots last week? I think what they're going to see this week from the, the committee rankings, probably a little more respect. But if not... Lincoln Riley is going to be telling them, guys, we keep winning. We're going to be fine. We're going to get in no matter what. So they have a lot of incentive this game. I like Oklahoma to cover the spread, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'll take the Sooners. Okay, three and a half. That's a good number. I think that number could shoot back up, so probably a good time to jump on it. Um, but if that number goes back up, I mean, if it was six and a half, I think I would be on the Cyclones here, Tyler. I mean, that's interesting. I, I, I would probably stay away at that point, but that's a huge move. You know, yeah. I think we've moved into the territory of taking Oklahoma. Interesting. Okay. Last but not least, staying in the Big 12, this one also going to have an important outcome for the Big 12 championship game. Baylor going on the road at Kansas State. Right now, it's a pick em game. This is a trap game for Baylor. Kansas State's been very tough this year. Uh, they've played They played a lot of teams really well. They've played... Uh, you know some of the bigger teams in the in the Big 12, and while they didn't get wins against teams like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they've played these teams really tough. I think they're a tough team. They've got you know Deuce Vaughn at, at uh, running back. He's really good. And right now Baylor, I mean, they're I think they're the best team in the Big 12 right now. They're very balanced on offense and defense. But I think this could be a letdown spot, a, a hangover moment after that big win against Oklahoma. They they rush the field at home. Now they got to go on the road to K State. I do think it's a trap game. I really wish Baylor was favored here so I could jump on Kansas State at home. But I think if it is a pick'em game, I'm gonna go with Baylor here. I think I think this will be a very close game. And I think K State plays them tough. But I think Baylor gets the win. What's the spread? It's a pick'em. It's a pick'em. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas State. Oh boy, here we go. I think it's a matchup play. Uh, Is that ba- four bet board games we That's have? Four bet board games this week. Oh my god. Uh, Baylor's <laughs> Baylor's offense this year sixth in yards per play. Very impressive. They're fifth in the nation in rushing yards. Baylor wants to run the football. They've come out and said it time after time. Want to establish the ground game. Kansas State, 19th in the country in, in rushing uh, yards against, 5th in rushing efficiency on defense. Kansas State matches very up well, uh, matches up very well with Baylor. They've got a history of upsetting teams in their own stadium, and I think a lot of teams take Kansas State for granted. Baylor's coming off that big win, as you said, letdown spot for them. I love Kansas State this weekend. We will take... Uh, the purple and silver, is it? Is that their colors? Yeah, yep. purple and silver, the Wildcats. We'll take them. Look, I think it is a trap game, and you're right. I think that Kansas State's going to make it really hard on Baylor to run, but I like Gary Bohan and the quarterback for Baylor. I think he can I think he can break a game open if, if the running game isn't working. Um, and you know, ultimately, this is a game I'm really excited to watch because I think it's going to be an exciting one, but uh, if I'm leaning one way, I'm going with Baylor. So I know that it's a pick so the line is pretty much the money line this game. But if you look back the last 10 times these teams have played, Baylor is 7-3 and three overall. But they're 3-7 and seven against the spread. Interesting. So what that means is people are always underestimating Kansas State in this matchup. And even though neither team will be able to win 
but or lose but cover the spread because it's a pick 'em. I think that you don't have to look at the record overall. You just have to look at it against the spread. What's the expectations that these teams have had? What is it right now? It's a pick 'em. I like Kansas State to win the game outright. So. Okay, I love it, Smitty. Your pick of the week. Um, I'm actually going uh, with my uh, with my hometown team. Going with CU, the right, Buffalo. Uh, they are six and a half point um, underdogs at home. I just think they've been playing a lot better. Um, Washington, I th- they seem like a team that just wants to uh, pack it up this year and 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 try try next year. Um, so I'm going Buffs six and a half. Okay, love it. There we go. Going with my parlay pick of the year. How did last week's do? I think it was one and three. It was oh, not good. Okay. It was okay. bad. Okay. But I'm telling you, it's. I mean, mathematically, it's got to happen at some point, Tyler. We're just going to keep going. I know the fans are with me. They're all putting their hard-earned money on, all, on my parlay pick every week. Do you know week. that? People tell me all the time okay. on the street. Okay. Um, Utah, minus three. Nebraska, plus nine. Cincy, minus 11. And finally, Baylor. Pick them. That's my that's So my literally one. three of the four he's giving out are bet board games. I disagree with three of his four picks. <laughs> I'm, bound, I'm bound to win. I'm bound to hit on them. It's going to happen. Right, it's so, happening this week, Tyler. So, so again, our bet board games are... I have SMU plus 11 against Cincy. Yep. Or 11 and a half against Cincy. I've got Wake Forest plus four against Clemson. Yep. I've got Oregon plus three against Utah. What's our last one? It's Baylor, Kansas State. Pick I've them. got K four games. State. I need these. I Pick really them. need them. So f- the football gods need to shine upon me this Saturday. I see something that looks juicy, and I want to have it. Well, I don't know I that it looks juicy, juicy, but I do want to have it. So we'll um, see how that goes. And then what's our consensus pick of the week? What did we agree on? We agreed on Oklahoma. We agreed on Bama, and we agreed on Nebraska. Mm, I don't want to bet Nebraska. We also agreed on Michigan State. Mm. Should we go with Michigan State plus nineteen? Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. Spartans plus 19 against Ohio State. I like that one. That's our consensus pick. So, love it. Cool. That's it for the show this week. Thank you guys for listening as always. Share, uh, subscribe, tell friends, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore POD. We'll see you next week.